0: We are continuing in the uh, message of Jesus. Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to everyone. But he didn't tell people, just go tell people to believe. As you've heard me say many times, and I'll say many times again, I am fighting against what I call the dumbing down of faith in America. Where we have spent countless millions of dollars in huge crusades, television, radio, all sorts of stuff. Just to get people to say a prayer, to believe in Jesus. If you just believe you're a Christian, now you're a Christian. Uh, well, it is the first step of this, there is no doubt. If you're going to come to church, you do have to come through the doors. But there's more than just coming through the doors. You actually need to sit down and actually participate. There's all kinds of stuff you have to do. Okay? Someone goes to the dentist, all right? Doc, someone comes walks through the door, doesn't mean they went to the dentist. They could walk in the door, turn around and walk back out again. Did you go to the dentist? Yep, I sure did. No. Now you gotta sit down. You gotta fill out the form. You gotta sit in the waiting room. You gotta come let him look ah, and work on you. Then you go home. And now you've been to the dentist. Well, see, we think, well, just walk in the door. I'm a Christian. Well, no, no, it takes more than that. So we are looking at what Jesus said. Jesus said, Teach him what I've taught you. What did Jesus teach? That's what we're looking at. Now, last week. <laughs> When Rick Santorum was here, that was pretty funny, because we were talking about sex, you know, <laughs> that was hilarious, but uh, we are in the, the uh, Sermon on the Mount, we're not even halfway through yet, and the first part of the Sermon on the Mount is like, whoa, and very tough, especially for us, um, the good news is after today, it actually gets easier, it's not quite so countercultural to us. But the first part of it is very countercultural. It's virtually un-American. It's certainly anti-Western because we have fallen so far from grace. And make no mistake, we don't live in a Christian nation anymore. This was a Christian nation up until about the 1950s. Since then, it has fallen dramatically. We are still a nation that was founded on Christian principles. Of this, there's no doubt. We can make those arguments all day long and it's legit. And try and correct the stream. But most people today are not sitting in churches, most people are sitting at home right now watching whatever, still sleeping off last night, or gawking at me on TV, you know, <laughs> heaven forbid they get out of bed and actually go to church, but so, uh, but most people, they just don't, they don't take it very seriously, it's, faith is a kind of a side thing, most people in surveys say they believe in God, and uh, in even in surveys, vast, last I looked, it was still a majority who claimed to be born again Christians, but just because they prayed the prayer. We told them they're born again. You know, because we've dumbed down faith. Like going to the dentist, is walking in the door, and then going back out again. And no, it, it, there's, there's more to it than that. So, we are talking about the important things of faith. Now, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, which we always attribute to the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. blessed. And we think that's the Sermon on the Mount. That was just the opening salvo. Then he starts hammering it. We've already looked at it. He says, you can't hate people. That's pretty un-American. We like to hate people alright he says if you hate people you're guilty of murder whoa pretty strong you can't go on hating people having all these issues I hate my dad I hate my mother I hate my ex-husband I hate his stop you can't do that well you can you can do anything you want but you're really breaking God's rules here see I'm of the absurd concept that a Christian should actually follow the teachings of you know Christ that's kind of the point here right It's amazing, most people, they claim to be Christians, but they don't want to follow the teachings of Jesus. In fact, the teachings of Jesus tick them off. You can't hate people. You shouldn't be going to court suing people. You shouldn't be letting people drag you off the court to make peace with people. Well, that's un-American. We sue people just for saying, you can't sue me. We reserve the right to sue. We love to sue everybody. Ah! Pretty un-American. Then he says about lust, sexual issues. He says, don't even think about it. Well, that's very un-American. We have all kinds of sexual information all the time On radio, TV (laughs) There's a whole bunch of nonsense by the way Good lord Has anybody noticed that virtually any love scene in movies and TV starts with a guy Body slamming a woman up against the wall? (laughs) Have you noticed this? Seriously In 39 years of marriage Never one time, as my wife said, "How come you never slam me up against the you know, wall?" I mean, talk about dysfunction. People are crazier than I'll get out today because all the nonsense that we see. So that's pretty un-American, you know. We've got all kinds of people who freely say, oh, "I'm a Christian, but I have sex with my boyfriend." I'm a Christian. I love. I have sex with my girlfriend. Really? What, what version of Christian are you? I don't understand this. I'm a Christian. I hate people, but I love Jesus. There's people who think this way. I love Jesus. I just hate my ex-husband. Are you crazy? Check your medication for heaven's sakes. Alright, so it's been a tough haul so far. We're talking some whoa. This is this is still not even halfway through the Sermon on the Mount. He's sitting up there saying all this stuff. Everybody's just going, ah. Then we get to this one. Tighten your seatbelts. Here we go. Jesus said, It has been said, Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. That's what the Old Testament says. So it has been said. He's talking about Moses. That's what he said. These were the rules. And remember, this is Jesus said. I didn't come to abolish the law of Moses. I came to fulfill it. But then he absolutely contradicts Moses. I don't know. Go figure. Certainly he's taken it to a new level. We've been seeing that so far. Moses said, Don't kill people. Don't hate people. Don't commit adultery, don't even think about it. Now he says here, you can divorce your spouse. And he says, yeah, that's what Moses told you. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of sexual immorality, your spouse is sexually unfaithful, they commit adultery to you. You divorce for any other reason but that. You make her a victim of adultery and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, this is an issue that touches a lot of people. And I want to be as kind as I can today. Okay, we've all been touched by this. My parents were divorced. My wife's parents were divorced. Most of us know people who've been divorced. A lot of you have been divorced. Some of you have children who've been divorced. And the vast majority, not for adultery, just because you're mad. And not being treated right, and it was unfair, and this and all these other kind of reasons. Uh, but listen to me. First of all, you need to understand something. We don't hate people. I don't hate anybody. Oftentimes, people get the rap on me that you know he's just he's so hard, unforgiving, because I just tell it like it is. I don't hate anybody. I don't think your life's over because you've made a mistake. Listen, I don't have a problem with people who have fallen short of God's standard. I mean, look where we're at so far. Don't hate people, don't lust. That pretty much wraps up everybody here. (laughs) All right, we're already in the hole. I don't have a problem with people who fall short of God's standard. What ticks me off, the frustration, the anger that you hear coming out of me, the intensity, is against people who say there is no standard. That's what ticks me off. Fall short, fine, I understand that. But don't say there is no standard. It's okay if you do You know how many preachers? Preachers who are telling your teenagers today. Christian men. It's also okay to look at porn. It's okay to gratify yourself. And when you date, it's okay if you guys do this, that, and the other. And they're Christians. And what version of Christians are these people? No wonder the church is such a mess today. We're so far. Are you getting a picture of how far we are from what Jesus said today? I'm convinced early Christians, if they were to time travel to this place today, they would not recognize any of us. You guys are Christians? Especially out there, everybody's a Christian. Really? Yep. I said the prayer. Yeah, but you live like hell. It's okay. (laughs) I believe. We are so far. And people don't like talking, preachers don't like talking about this. Two things people don't, preachers hate to talk about, sex and money. It wouldn't surprise, I don't know this, but in all honesty, it would not surprise me of the 400,000 churches in America today, I'm the only guy reading this verse. I'll bet you that's true. Wouldn't surprise me if you could say that about of all 400,000 churches in the last year. People don't talk about these things. Pastors don't want to talk about these. We're supposed to be telling people to do what Jesus said, but we don't tell people to do what Jesus said. We just say, just believe and get along and give us money. That's not the message of Christianity. And then we wonder why we're such a mess today. Look, I'm sure there's some guys over the last year probably have talked about this, but I'm I'm sure we're a very few lot. It's not like I'm the only guy. There's other guys doing this, but it's not very popular. Nobody likes talking about these things because we people feel bad because so many people have messed up. Look, we're not against people who've messed up. I have people who work for me who've been messed up. I have people who work for me in ministry and in my Laugh Your Way organization, helping couples and stuff. People who've been divorced multiple times. People who've committed adultery. People who've had abortions. People who have done God knows what. I don't hate anybody. We got one guy who serves as a pastor here who's an (laughs) ex-con. I won't mention his name, but his initials are Lathan Duncan. (laughs) It's not him. (laughs) It's Lynn Duncan. No, it's not her either. It's none of your business who it is. And it wasn't like he was an axe murderer or something. You know, just people have history. All kinds. You know, I know of ministries, and that's fine. But they would never hire the kind of people I hire because they have such terrible history who made so many horrible mistakes. They try to hire people that have just never been there. And, and that's fine. I would have no problem with that. But man, most of the people that work for me, we're talking about the land of broken toys. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's, I value everybody. I don't care what you've done. You're not beyond use in the kingdom of God. You still have great value, even though you've done horrible, terrible, incomprehensibly, immeasurably stupid things. You have value, praise God. But is it okay if I do this? The answer is always no. Or you hate people. I don't hate anybody. Well, I look at foreign. Well, stop it. Well, is it okay? No, it's not okay. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. What else do you got to tell people? Do I hate you? I don't hate you. It's wrong. Stop. These things are sins that will rot away your soul. These are destructive things. Is it okay that if you divorce your spouse for any other reason than they're sexually unfavorable to you? The answer is no. It's not okay. Now today, we've dumbed this down so much, you talk to almost anybody, even pastors, who say, well, you know, Jesus did say, except for adultery, but, you know, then there's emotional abuse, and there's physical abuse, and there's alcohol abuse, and all these other kinds of reasons. And they've got a million, it's gotten so bad today. All you have to do, listen to anyone who talks this way and ask them this one question. Okay, don't, and I'll even do this. Okay, let's say I agree with everything you say. Everything you say. I just have one question. When is what Jesus said ever true? And they'll stare at you. Because we don't believe it. We don't believe what he says is ever true. We have virtually violated Jesus' teaching to the fact he doesn't know what he's talking about. We might as well just rip it out of the Bible. Because there's hardly any place you can go in America today as a Christian and not find somebody who will approve of you getting a divorce if, for whatever reason. Well, it's absurd. The answer is no. It's not that we hate people. I mean, I always tell it it's a joke. You guys always laugh at the funny line. You won't laugh now because you already told the punchline's is coming. But it's, it's when I say, should you kill people? No. Will God forgive me if I kill people? Yes. Then I can kill people. No. Everybody laughs. Ha, ah, ha, It's very funny. But that's true with all of this stuff. Will God, forgive me if I get a divorce for the... Yeah. Well, then I can. No, you can't. Well, I have. What do I do? Well, you just repent. You move on. You ask God to forgive you. If you have done this and you've done it for some stupid reason, totally unbiblical reason, even though emotionally it might have been a great reason to you, it was wrong. That's where you come to God and you confess it as sin. Some of you will never admit it. You'll never, I I was right, I don't care, I will never admit I was wrong, I deserve to divorce that guy. Can't imagine somebody wanting to divorce you. (laughs) Okay, okay, all right. You think that way. There's something wrong with you. First of all, some of you still hate your exes. You have no business hating anybody. Jesus already talked about that. It's like you're guilty of murder. Stop. If you've done this, repent. Apologize to God. And some of you need to apologize to your exes. Which, I know that would be a tough one for somebody to swallow. But some of you need to do it. Some of you need to apologize to your kids for dragging them through that hell. People divorce him for some of the stupidest reasons on earth. Well, I'm not happy. I'm not going to meet my emotional needs. He's not being the spiritual leader I want him to be. Or He said something really mean in a counseling session. Just Christians, just go to... Hello? What are you doing? Well, the dumbest one I ever heard is... Well, we got to out because our pets couldn't get along look I cannot make up this crazy it's not like I sit in a room because even if I sat in a room and made up crazy I couldn't come up with real crazy you got divorced because your pets could not get along and she's telling me this was just well yeah (sighs) the same cycle of crazy over and over and over again and you know what a lot of people get all hugged. Well, well, how do we fix that? You know, like they want to unscramble eggs. I can't unscramble eggs. I'm not trying to unscramble eggs. I'm trying to get people to stop it. Stop the crazy. Stop it. <sighs> I say, well, pastor, it's not fair. I'm in a terrible marriage. That's <laughs> not fair. My husband doesn't make me happy. Get in line. (laughs) You you can start behind my wife. (laughs) We all have issues. It's called life. And believe it or not, God isn't all that concerned about how happy you are at any given moment. God's standard still remains his standard. Again, we don't hate anybody. Well, that's unfair. It's just not fair. Yeah, it's really unfair. You know who thought it was unfair? Check this out. Now, we're going to jump to Matthew, the 19th chapter. We'll cross it again when we get there, but I want you to, because you have to remember, Jesus is saying all these things, and nobody has a chance to respond. They're all just going, because he's giving one after another. Boom, 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 boom. He finishes the sermon and basically says, okay, everybody, you, just, you need to be perfect like God's perfect, and then move on. Whoa, that's a hard sermon. Well, if This part, they go back and revisit it. And we get a chance to actually see them to respond to what Jesus said. So check this out. So some Pharisees came to Jesus to test him. Because they'd heard what he said. And they said, now wait a minute. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? In other words, is it biblical? Can you divorce? They knew the answer because the Bible, the Old Testament said you could. And Jesus said, well haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female? for this reason a man will leave his father and mother be united to his wife the two will become one so they are no longer two but one flesh therefore what God has joined together let no one separate and then they said, well then why did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away and here again Jesus just goes blatantly it's the only time I really think this happens where he blatantly goes against what Moses said and Jesus said look Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but this was not this way from the beginning. I tell you, and he repeats it again, that if anyone divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman, that guy's come in adultery. And this is what the disciples said. Now these are the apostles. These spiritual men of God. Praise God. These are, these are the guys who left everything to follow Jesus. Let's, now we hear them respond. And this is what they say. They're basically saying, Holy stinking cow. If this is the situation between a husband and a wife, it's better not to marry. <laughs> Listen to what these squirrels are saying. The Disciples. The followers of Christ—Peter, Paul, James—all these guys are saying, "You mean to tell me you're serious?" I mean, we heard this on the sermon. About you mean? You mean to tell me that I can't get rid of her? If she irritates me. Then better never to get married. Sounds like a bunch of single guys, doesn't it? Oh man, look out! If you can't dump her butt, what are you going to do? Whoa! And Jesus said, Look, about never getting married, not everyone can accept this word, but to those to whom it has been given. Bible does talk about a calling for those who feel called to be single. But then. <laughs> I love this response. Jesus really knew how to get a guy's attention. Check this out. For there are eunuchs who were born that way. Now. A eunuch is a man with no testicles. Okay? Just not to be crude. That's what it is. Just, zzzz, they're gone. All right? <laughs> so he says, now, some guys who were born this way. I've never heard of that, but, oh, boy, that's a bummer. <laughs> you know? You always take the, the toes and, and fingers, you know, when they're first born. You don't go, ah! You know, there's nothing there. Uh... <laughs> so he says, some guys are born that way. He says, and then there are eunuchs who've been made eunuchs by others. In other words, some guys do this on purpose. (laughs) Now, why would anybody do this on purpose? Let me explain to you. A eunuch back in... You have to remember, life used to be really, really hard. Really hard. You think your life's hard because you can't make the credit card payment. This is nothing. We have nothing compared to how hard these people's lives used to be. They lived from day to day hungry a lot of them. Life was very different. One of the cushiest gigs of the day was a eunuch. These guys were very well taken care of. They were highly valued. Okay, because very powerful and successful men would pay these guys and take really good care of them so that they would act as bodyguards for their wife or wives depending on their situation. And let's face it, if you're going to hire a bodyguard who's going to spend a lot of time with your wife, Better to have a guy with no
1: testicles.
0: (laughs) So these guys would do it on purpose as a job career move. Talk about being committed to the job.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: So, lady, I want that job. Zip. Whoa, there we go so they had no they did this on purpose this was very common in Jesus' day Uh, and then he said and then there's those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of God okay so you gotta put this in context in plain because we miss the context. these guys knew what he was saying okay as they speak Aramaic or whatever in plain English he's basically saying this these guys he's saying look you can't do this you marry the girl you stay with the girl for the rest of your life that's the rule Unless she cheats on you, or you cheat on her, whatever. Okay. That's the rule. The guy says, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. You could get stuck in a bad marriage. Or not. It is a Better not to marry. And Jesus said, look, some people don't have testicles. Some guys cut them off on purpose. Some guys act like they don't have any at all. Doesn't really matter. That's what he said. Whoa. The boys are all like. really serious (laughs) now does Jesus hate divorced people no remember the story of Jesus with the woman at the well and there's that great dramatic story of how this woman comes and he starts talking to her and starts giving her the word of life and and here she's so you know the Messiah is going to come and say hey I am the Messiah she's like freaking out this is a woman who had been married if I got the count right wasn't it five times She'd been, five times. And he says, you've been married. Because he, he said, well, why don't you go get your husband? She goes, uh, I don't have a husband. He said, yeah, you're right. You've had five. And the dude you're living with now, you haven't even bothered to marry him. And she how did you know that? That's how she knew that this was really something special about this guy. Okay? And she, he starts speaking. like, So he loved this lady. He spoke into her life. Even though she had messed up five times. <laughs> seriously if you've been divorced three or four times maybe there's a pattern there maybe you should stop you know and by the way one of the reasons the divorce rates are so high in America, you know how they say 50% divorce rate it's not really that half of all marriages end in divorce that's not true the divorce rate is so high primarily and in large part because of the same people who keep cycling in and out it's true because people who have a first divorce, their second divorce, they have like a 60% chance of the divorce again. And then the third one has like a 70, 80% chance of divorce. And, it keeps, and these people go several times. or second. So we show this really high divorce rate because there's all kinds of people who are just going through it. So to everybody out there, you don't know, be scared of marriage. Not everybody ends in divorce. Those statistics are bumped because of these people who get on this, you know, what do you call those little gerbil things on those little... They're running around in circles, you know. That's what they do. They're running, they get nowhere. One husband, two husbands, three husband, four husbands. <laughs> what was I talking about? Anyway, so... Lots of people make mistakes. God doesn't hate anybody. Okay? But we have a standard. This is God's standard. Pastor, I'm not happy. What if he's being mean to me? What if he's not meeting my needs? What if, Look... You don't have to live with the guy. In fact, some of you have no business. Where where there's real abuse going on, you should get out. You don't have to divorce him. Just separate. And listen to me. You guys, especially you women, separation. See, I'm a big, I'm against divorce, but I'm a big fan of kick the bum out. One of the most powerful tools a woman has is... All right? You say, well, I can. not God, it's this house too. Well, then go live with your parents for a while. That's one of the reasons you want to be on good relations with your parents. <laughs> you might have to go back. <laughs> That's the problem when you burn all your bridges. Yeah, you can't go to parents, you can't go to friends and everything. Now you're with this idiot and you're stuck. Move out if you need to. And here's the thing. If you girls would do this early in the relationship, I'm convinced we could virtually stop stop divorce in America today if women and men, because sometimes women are acting badly, would simply separate early on while people still care. But you know what they do? They don't separate. The only time people separate is because there's a step to divorce. They stay with a horrible situation year after year after year after year. And he's out getting drunk at two o'clock in the morning all the time and ignores her and never does this right. And she doesn't do that. And he's, she's out flirting with this guy. He's on Facebook with other women. And they put up with a year after year after year until finally, as Jody Messina says, her give a damn breaks. That's exactly what happens. Then they move out. I promise you there will be thousands of women today in America who will leave their marriages and you know what the guy will do? He'll freak, he'll panic, he'll cry, he'll beg Please come back, please come back I'll change, I'll do anything, I'll do anything and you know what she's going to say? Too late! Because I don't care anymore. What if you girls did this when you still cared? What if you guys actually fought for your marriages when you still have an emotional connection? You're in a bad relationship early on. You're in this marriage two or three years, and he's out till four o'clock in the morning. When he comes home, the doors should be changed and the locks should all be changed. That'll get his attention. Or he comes home and you're not there. You know what he'll do? He'll freak. Where are you at? I told you, you can't keep cussing at me like that. Well, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And he'll beg you to come home and then you can come home. What if he does it again? Then you move out again until he strains up. Look, even a dog can be trained. Nobody's saying you have to be stuck in a bad marriage. Quite frankly, my whole ministry, most of my life is trying to help people not be in bad marriages. No one's trying to doom you, but you have to use the tools at your disposal to do life right. Don't stay in a horrible situation so you can't take it anymore. And one of the reasons people are so callous and, and careless with their relationships today is because in their back card, they have their divorce card. It's the get out of jail free card. If it doesn't work, I'm out of here. When you start to live as a Christian, realize we don't get one of these. We don't get one of these. Then you take life a little bit more seriously. You single people, when you're dating, for the love of heaven, use your brains. Think about who you're with, what you're doing. Quit following your heart. Oh, I just have to follow my heart, pastor. Oh, oh, oh you'll follow it right into hell stop Of course, we Christians we spiritualize that's not Christians say they follow their hearts we say oh, the Lord told me the Lord told me of course, then they tell them the Lord told them to divorce apparently God is very schizophrenic <laughs> quit over spiritualize you what are you Moses I oh, know hearing from God all the time stop that use your brain for heaven's sakes people if it walks like a skunk and it smells like a skunk and it talks like a skunk, it's a skunk. Move on. Oh, pastor, I have to follow my heart. That's why you're so miserable. People blatantly do things. They know going in and they marry the person anyway, mostly because they're having sex with them. And it makes us stupid. We talked about that last week. But they marry people they know they don't want to be a certain way and then they're mad after they get married. A lady a couple of weeks ago on my program, emails me Pastor Mark I can't take it my husband's a smoker and I hate it I I can't take it I told him I can't take it anymore I said oh I said was he smoking before you married him well well, yeah (laughs) so you knew he was a smoker yeah and he smoked all the time around you yeah and you hated smoking yeah and you married him yeah and now you're mad because he smokes yeah you are crazy Last week, some dumb guy writes me, Pastor Mark, I'm dating this girl, and we're going to get married, we're engaged, but I want to have eight children, and she doesn't want to have any. What should I do? <laughs> Dump the girl and move on! But you know what they'll do? They will get married, and you know what they'll fight about? Children. And then they'll come to guys like me. Pastor, pastor, help me, help me, help me. And they'll come and waste my time. (laughs) They'll come to some pastor, stick a straw in his brain and suck the life out of him. (laughs) Help me, help me, help me. (laughs) These are the people who should be banned from marriage counseling. I'm serious. You should be banned from it. You know how many pastors, not, and I'm not complaining because I don't, I don't have to deal with it. He does. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many pastors spend the bulk of their time instead of ministry, they spend it dealing with married couples. Wasting the resources of the kingdom of God. Sucking the life out of their family and friends and everything else because they're in a bad marriage which any idiot could have told them not to get into in the first place. They should be banned from counseling. You two should be locked in a room for eternity. That should be your personal hell. If I was God, that's what I'd do. Ha, you should be glad I'm not God. <laughs> I would take you and your husband, lock you in a room, see ya. <laughs> and I'd laugh. <laughs> when you know it going in. He's so mean and selfish. And be, was he like that before you married him? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's this whiny, moody girl, all of that. Was she like that before you married her? Well, well yeah. <sighs> Come on, guys. we got to be smarter than this. Use your brain. But of course, when everybody's got the get-out-of-jail-free card, they're, ca- they're casual about these things. <laughs> I'm littering. No, as Christians, if you're going to do what Jesus said, you don't have a get-out-of-jail-free card. No card, no card. Well, what if I'm not happy? Well, you can work on it, but no get a jail free card. I know you think it's unfair. I know I think it's horrible. Well, I did that. Pastor, was wrong. What? Just repent. Ask God to forgive you. Move on and stop. Stop the crazy. We need to stop. And you single people, use your brains for the love of heaven. Which you can't do if you're having sex with them. That's why you shouldn't be doing this. Not because of some moral thing, ah, like God's a prude. God's not a prude. It'll make you stupid. That's why all, almost everybody I just described that do that, they're having sex with a guy. That's why they, they do it because their brain is so caught because you're so physically involved with somebody, you're making a horrible decision. And when you're dating somebody, quit get so caught up on how cute they are. Who cares? know really marriage at the beginning is one of the most narcissistic things you'll ever do in your life before you get married it's all about narcissism it's all about you the reason you want to marry her is because she makes you feel fabulous. And I feel like you're so wonderful. And you're meeting all the and the reason you marry him is because he makes me feel great. And I it's everything I've ever wanted. Me, 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 me. And he's going, me, 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 and you're going, me, 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 me. Oh, let's get married. Me, 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 me. And then you get married, and something's gotta give. <laughs> And then you live life, and it can't be about you all the time, and it hurts, and it's painful. Why do you stick it through? Because we don't get a get out of jail free card. When you're dating somebody, look at their character. I say this all the time character will last you a lifetime. Sexy has a shelf life. <laughs> it's true. And, and some of us have hit our expiration date, Jack. I'm telling you, it's, it's all over for us. Look, we're not mad at anybody. We don't hate anybody. We do not condemn anybody. You can have one of the most checkered, disastrous pasts in the world. As long as you confess it and you turn away from it and want to do God's life right, come work for me. Let's change the world. But let's stop let's stop ignoring what Jesus said let's stop violating what Jesus said and let's take it seriously Well, pastor that kind of hurts you know a lot of people don't want to teach the truth because they're afraid of hurting people but you know Jesus said something he didn't say truth would hurt people he said the truth will set you free let's pray father we thank you for your truth lord sometimes it does sting a bit a little painful lord we're not even halfway into the Sermon on the Mount already. It's been, ow, 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 ow. But help us, Lord, to be disciples of Christ. Help us to learn what you taught us and to line our line up our lives up with what you taught instead of trying to change what you taught to line up with us. Help us to be people of faith that walk in the freedom of truth that we can live such blessed, successful lives people will look at us and go, man, I want to be like you guys. And then we can share this glorious message of love that we have in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you guys.